it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake, except no substitute. Hey everybody and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz and I'm an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the Tim Duncan to my Blake Griffin, Keith Caulfield. How's it going, Keith? I'm good, you know, and I actually know who Blake Griffin is. No way, really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. He plays for the Clippers, right? Yeah. Oh my God. What? And a lot of people and a lot of people don't like him, right? Is this an ESPN podcast? Is that what we're we're doing now? You know, oh I want to I want to let people know that uh, I suggested to Jason that he could have introed this as the Apollonia to my vanity, but he went with a sports reference instead. Yeah, I haven't dropped the sports one in a couple of weeks, so you know, I I stayed up. I literally stayed up till two a.m. watching basketball last night. As you because. Do. Yeah. As I do, and I have no regrets, and I'm ready to go with the Pop Shop Podcast, man. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm glad to hear that. We have a packed show, as we always do. Uh, before we get started, uh, special thanks to everyone who downloaded and subscribed oh, in the past Lord, week yes. to the Pop Shop <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, seriously, we had our, our best week of the Pop Shop Podcast in terms of the stats and Crazy. downloads and streams and whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. We had it our best week ever. Uh, thanks in part to Adam Lambert, who stopped by at the Pop Shop Podcast last week. We really appreciate it. I'm going to say thanks, basically, to Adam Lambert. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I know, know, I know, Jason and I are pretty spectacular, and yeah. I know that people love listening. Our hearts, our hearts are also ghost towns. Yeah, um, but we know that at the end of the day, it was the power of Adam Lambert's fans, and um, and also the power of just Adam Lambert and his great interview, because a lot of people said that it was a really good interview. Uh, last week and i certainly that helps uh all of our stats we made yeah, jason you didn't say it but we made the top 10 on uh the top yeah top we're 10, top 10 top 10 on the podcast music podcast episodes in the itunes store which is crazy to say hey we're in the top 10 somewhere <laughs> we did it yeah. we did it i'm i'm proud of us i'm proud of you Keith. you guys you did, did a it great interview. you listeners did it thank you, you. listeners did it by the way, if you are listening to this right now and haven't subscribed to the Pop Shop Podcast, do so in iTunes so you never miss an episode. Why would you ever want to miss an episode of the Pop Shop Podcast? 
Also, give us a rating and or review. It helps our stats. Obviously, as we've seen over the past couple of weeks, really appreciate those who have taken some time to leave some comments and give us five stars, four stars, three stars, even even two stars. Maybe not a one star. Please don't give us a one star review. We're we're a, we're a little bit better than one star. I I prefer now. five. Uh, really, I prefer five too. If you want to get in touch with Keith or myself on Twitter, hit us up. He is at Keith underscore Caulfield. I am at Jason Lipschutz. And all right, man, let's hit the ground running. We have uh, a ton to get to. We have Nathan Sykes coming up on the Pop Shop Podcast. The former member of The Wanted has a solo album coming out. He stopped by to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about Jason Derulo, T. Wayne. Yeah, that's right. Not T. Payne, not Lil Wayne. T. Wayne. Just to keep it nice and non-confusing. Exactly. Mariah Carey. And we're, we're going to actually circle back to Adam Lambert because his Ghost Town video came out. Which I haven't seen yet. Ago. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm uh, Well, suck. maybe we won't circle back to that. No, we can circle back <laughs> and you can talk about it. It's pretty good. All right. So but uh, let's get started, man. Let's get started with the Billboard 200 albums chart where there is a new number one album. There's a little bit of shake up at the top of the charts. Get a little it. bit of shakes, shakes up at the top of the charts. Shaking and baking at the top of the charts. <laughs> Alabama Shakes, oh. Sound and Color, with the number one album debut. Keith, you wrote about it in the past 24 hours. Let's break it down, man. Yes, uh, so Alabama Shakes has its first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart as their new album, Sound and Color, debuts at number one. Um, I don't have actually the final, final sales figure, but it sold over 90,000 copies in its first week, which is which is the which, widgets uh, widgets its best sales week ever um the album follows the group's first uh studio album which was called or first full length studio album which was called boys and girls which peaked at number six on the billboard 200 back in 2013 um you know it did quite well it, it helped them get a couple grammy nominations including best new artist um and it has sold 744,000 since. So, you know, clearly they had like a a good sort of built-in following, which obviously turned out in its first week and gave the rock band uh, its first number one album. Very cool, man. And obviously there's been a lot of promotion behind this project. They were at Coachella a couple weeks ago. They played both weekends there. They were on Saturday Night Live, which was cool to see. And I, I mean, this album's just gotten a, a lot of great reviews as well. You you don't necessarily think of them as like a Pitchfork approved band, but you know, this you don't? seems. Is, is that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. They, people. Yeah, don't no, they're not. They're they're a little bit larger and a more Americana leaning than like the indie rock of the Pitchfork set. But yeah, they 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 don't really. I mean, they're in. I was looking at sort of where they get their most sort of airplay support, and and really. Even though they are a rock band, they really don't get much sort of airplay outside of adult alternative radio. Um, you know, they're not like a big alternative you know band that you would hear on like say K Rock in Los Angeles. You don't really hear them on like a lot of mainstream rock stations. You certainly don't hear them on top forty stations or adult top forty stations. So they really have had to carve out like a very sort of specific niche that they've done really well in, and they've done a lot of this by touring constantly. And getting a lot of sort of critical notices from sort of, you know, alternative, you know, public radio type, you know, support. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're a great festival act. They're they're total road warriors and it's paying off. Number one uh, album. Also, by the way, it's not incredibly 
usual. I mean, I don't have a statistic in front of me, but uh, Alabama Shakes is led uh, by uh, a female singer, Brittany Howard. Um, that's not incredibly usual that we have um, a rock band that doesn't have a lot of top 40 support have a number one album. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to look into this to see if there's a lot of, you know, if any sort of stuff behind this. I mean, like Paramore has been number one, but Paramore has top 40 radio support. So, you know, it, I think Alabama Shakes is a very specific example. Um, and also what makes them stand out a little bit more is because they happen to have, you know, they're led by a, a female singer, which isn't typical, at least in rock music. Yeah, congrats to those guys. Yeah. Those those guys are, are great and happy to see them really finding success on the Billboard 200 chart. Keith, Jason. let's take a, a beat and talk about albums in general. Okay. Just, just albums, albums in general. general. It's, that's a very large topic. I know. So... I've noticed over the past couple weeks, couple months, that usually the first quarter is, is a pretty slow time for album debuts, yep. unless you have a, a, a huge artist kind of debuting, like someone like a Kendrick Lamar or some someone like that. Coldplay, I think, was around uh, Eric Church last year. Generally, first quarter isn't exactly like you know when the all the blockbusters time. come out. No, exactly. But it seems like. Maybe this is just my imagination, but it seems like album sales have not been tapering off in terms of the top 10. I mean, I, I just see a lot of debut or album debuts over the past two or three or four months where artists can reasonably score their best sales weeks ever between, you know, Alabama Shakes. You, you see something like the Empire soundtracks sold over 100,000 copies in its first week. Shawn Mendes. Uh, sold over a hundred thousand. I, I mean, this is—it's becoming a little commonplace, and I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Just because, first of all, it's not the time of the year where you usually see those big blockbuster debuts. And I'm not saying that there's been a, a ton of blockbuster debuts, but it's just been very steady, very solid. And I'm—I'm I'm curious as to how album sales overall are doing this year, 2015 compared to 2014. Well, um, funny that you would ask. And funny that I would be prepared. Um, well, actually, we—I <laughs> did prepare a little bit. Um, I but the, but I—I I asked you this, so you had this stat ready. Yeah. But I actually don't know the answer to this, so I'm curious. Well, as it turns out, um, album sales. There have been seventy-eight point uh, three million albums sold so far this year, which is actually down only three percent compared to a year ago at the same point. N- so, okay, we're still down, which, no surprise, album sales are still going down. However, if you look at where we were a year ago, um, it's actually fairly impressive that we're only down 3% because a year ago we were down by 16% compared to where we were in 2013. So what you've noted, how albums appear to be doing better, that is playing into the overall picture. You know, so far this year, we've had seven albums sell more than a half a million copies. Um, That is the most, uh, I wrote about this a week or two ago, so I don't know if the statistic still holds up today, but that was the fastest accumulation of half million sellers since 2010. Um, Last year at this point, we only had, I think, three albums that had sold half a million copies. So, um, the, the seven titles that have sold more than half a million are Taylor Swift's 1989, which has already sold more than a million copies just this year. Um, Drake's surprise album, if you're reading this. 
um, Sam Smith's and the Lonely Hour, which came out last year, but it's been a very sturdy seller. Grammys, yeah. Uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack, which has done a lot better than I think people expected. Um, Ed Sheeran's X, which continues to hold up quite well. Uh, Megan Trainor's new album, Title, which came out this year, as well as Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, which has sold more than a half million, and it came out this year. So we've actually started off the year with you know what's supposed to happen you have a couple carryover titles that perform strongly ed sheeran sam smith taylor swift Um, and then you have things that were unexpected like drake's album which did you know fell out of the sky and is sold incredibly well and then you have things that you just couldn't account for like the 50 shades of gray soundtrack which you know most soundtracks just don't do well lately except this year when you have something like the 50 shades (laughs) of gray album so you know it's it's just the right time and right place where we have certain albums that are really people are very compelled by them, you know. And I think these albums uh, speak to um, a great sort of, you know, we talk about it. You know, these are kind of full works. Like you want to buy the whole package, you know. You want the whole Drake album. You want the whole Sam Smith album. And I think you know maybe maybe the industry is turning a corner. Maybe we're they're able to figure out a better way of selling albums and convincing people to spend money on a full package i don't know yeah going back to that those numbers that you you mentioned so last you last year from 2013 to 2014 album sales were down 16 percent, like you said at this point at this point point and at at the end at the end of april yeah okay so at the end of april this year from 2014 to 2015 it's down three percent so more or less album sales are still dropping it's just the dropping is slowing down a lot yeah. or at least right now at least right now who knows and what will happen at the end of the year you yeah. know maybe maybe it's just a combination and going back to those seven titles you said that that have sold half a million i mean you have the 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 quote-unquote stars like taylor swift sam smith if you want to throw megan trainer in there as well traditional albums album releases with hit singles and just you know compelling artists that are are gathering their fan bases but you also have like you said drake kendrick i mean those are big names as well but i think it also helps that you have those surprise releases kind of sprinkled in there where everybody wanted to hear the kendrick album when it was released maybe that helps overall album sales you have something like you said the 50 shades of gray album where it's a whole package i mean furious seven soundtrack is not there yet but it's it's hanging around the top five because that's a compelling sort of story and and project that people want to get their hands on so yeah i I just think it's it's been an interesting few months in terms of album sales and it's it's not shocking to me to hear you say that this the it's like i said it's still dropping but dropping considerably less than it has year to year in years past correct all right man so let's go back to actual artists on the Billboard 200 albums chart, I'm I'm fascinated by this. I mean, you know, this is your world. This is the charts world, but people bemoan the death of the CD. I mean, you just named seven albums that have sold over 500,000 copies in the first four months of this year. So, I mean, people people are still buying CDs. How how many did you say are total have sold this year? 78 million. Um, it was. Hold on. It was. I think it was. Um, as I scroll backwards. Oh. oh. Do, do, do. It was like 74. Oh, I'm stalling. 74 million? Yeah, no, wait. 78.3 million. Thank you. See, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. So, all right. Anyway, uh, going back to the top 10, Yellow Wolf also debuts with Love Story. Outside of the top 10, Sean Mendez's 
uh, album Handwritten, which debuted at number one last week, has a big drop off. Kind of saw that coming. This the Mendez. Does Sean Mendez have a fan army name? Um, the Mendites. The, the Mennonites. I don't think so. The <laughs> the Shawnees. The Shawnees. The Pawnees. Maybe they like Parks and Recreation. <laughs> I thought of that too. The 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 Shantastics. The um, Sean the Sean I kind of like that. Yeah, I'm so sure his... there's got to be a name that we're just dumb and we don't know it. Um, yeah, I mean the album dropped straight out of the top ten this week, which um, isn't terribly surprising because he probably no, had that he probably had a lot of pre-orders that drove the first week because he's such a digital you know it's like a, he's such a um, social digital artist that probably drove a lot of pre-orders in its first week and there just wasn't a lot of people there to buy it in its second week and you know last week we talked about how he doesn't have a lot of radio support so that isn't really keeping his name or his music out there with people that wouldn't be buying it in the first week because that's what happens in the weeks two three through a hundred you need to rely on people that aren't your super fan that aren't your core fan and that that's what he has to work on now and i'm sure he'll be doing that throughout the summer as he opens for taylor swift on her tour so hey indeed good point any big debuts next week i, I know uh, um zach brown band's new album should, yeah zach brown should yeah. i don't have the projection yet i'm th- i'm assuming that it has a really great shot at number one but don't hold me to that because i literally don't have any sort of forecast yet josh groban will probably be sort of substantial but again i don't have a number i'm kind of flying blind it's fine man you, yeah you got to figure zach brown who's playing stadiums this year is going to Sell a ton of yeah, copies. He's, he's number one on both, I think, the country airplay chart and one of our rock airplay charts this week with two different songs, I believe, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm all about Homegrown. I'm a big fan of his song, Homegrown. Okay. That's like a top 40 hit for him. It's, it's, it's a really solid country song. I like the way I go, okay, when I when I clearly don't know the song. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, I'll play for you after the show. I'll play for you after you the could show. Probably, you could probably play a little bit of it right now as people are listening to us talk about how I don't know the song. Yeah, people can hear it in the background. Yeah. During our over our soothing voices. Also, next week, obviously, Monkey and Sons comes back with Wilder Mind. That's going to sell a ton of copies, too. We'll talk about that next week. So, Keith, let's move over to the Hot 100. See you again. Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Puth. Number, number one for the third week. Anything kind of challenging them at all? Or Puth, is this yeah. this comf- comfortably settled in for a long run here? Um, well, I'm, I'm checking. Let me, let me actually look at... Uh while you talk amongst yourselves, I will check <laughs> well, the math. As you check on See You Again, also worth noting, Want to Want Me, Jason Rouleau's new single is in the top 10 for the first time. And I believe this is his seventh top 10 now. So um, congrats to Jason Derulo. I, who doesn't who doesn't sing his name at the beginning of, of songs anymore, and oh, I respect that, but I miss it. He'll never let that go. I mean, uh, we, some people will never let that go for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, he said it. He did. He used to do it a long time ago. It's kind of like you know when Rodney Jerkins he used to say "Dark Child," like the beginning. I, of I and I miss that too. Come on, that's his signature. I, oh dear. Um, yeah. So Jason Derulo goes top ten with "Want to Want Me." It's actually his uh, sixth top ten. Sixth by the way, 10. yeah. Um, he had the top ten previously with "What You Say," "What You Say," "In My Head," "Ride In Solo," "Talk Dirty," and "Wiggle Wiggle Wiggle." Um, and yeah, so as you were asking me about, could anyone can you know is anyone gunning for number one? You know, see you again is really far ahead of the number two song this week, which happens to be Uptown Funk, the former number one. Um, but yeah, everything below that is kind of far away. So I don't know. It looks like see you again could be at number one for a little bit now. 
All right, we got to talk about this T Wayne song. Let's uh, let's talk about T Wayne. And do we really? I, have I know we really have to because people <laughs> the people need to know. So T Wayne, first of all, I want to I want to say that it is very disappointing to me that T Wayne, the this this artist that is in the top twenty of the Hot One Hundred right now, is not. Lil Wayne and T-Pain because they were going to make a joint album together way back in the day like 2008 and call it T-Wayne and that never happened and someone else stole the name T-Wayne wow yeah it's sad it's just sad so T-Wayne top 20 hit Keith what is this thing let's talk oh, about it I like it. the way you throw it to me Keith what is this thing um jeez <laughs> So, You're the T Wayne so, expert yeah, of us, no, of the two of us. Dude, he, everyone, he's throwing me under the per, the proverbial T Wayne bus. His T Wayne's bus is rolling right over me. So T Wayne has this song. He's a rapper, and that's all I kind of know. Uh, he has a song called Nasty Freestyle, um, and it it kind of sounds like a freestyle, and it's kind of nasty because he says some nasty things in there, and I can't say them. Um, but the song goes 43 to 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. It is the greatest gainer in both digital and streaming points this week, which basically means it's blowing up in terms of both sales and streams on, say, places like YouTube and Spotify and so forth. And the primary reason is because this song is being used to soundtrack uh, viral videos that people make uh, them doing um, a, a whip dance. Uh, so if you go to YouTube and you type in um, Nasty Freestyle Whip, uh, W-H-I-P, you're going to see a whole bunch of videos uh, that are that are basically from Vine. People take make a Vine video or an Instagram video, and then those end up getting um, cross-loaded over to YouTube. Um, and those YouTube clips have the actual t-wayne track in them and then youtube hears you know we hear the song that's being played and we track that as a play so a lot of this is coming from people making these viral dance videos and we've seen a lot of this happen before where um, a hip-hop song or a rap song will turn into kind of a meme dance number um, and it propels a song up the charts and that's what's happening with t-wayne this week with nasty freestyle it's it's pretty crazy that these viral videos can impact the hot 100 so much but that, cool. but then again that that's how the this is the song that people are really embracing for this movement <laughs> this whip dance i mean pe- people uh people and it's, and it's kind of a cool looking dance uh, it, uh it's uh very sort of um gotta be kind of limber <laughs> to pull it yeah. off well you know what man quick plug on so you know you can't dance our our dance series starring me as the awkward white guy where people come in and teach me dance moves a couple months ago Tanache actually taught me the whip dance. So oh, there you go. Thank, thank you to H- Tanache. How did you now do I can, that, now I can dance. I, I, you know, I, not that great. I'm not, not that great. That's, that's why you're the awkward white guy. Yeah, I think you, exactly. you probably have a little bit more rhythm than you let on in this show. But I think it, you know. Uh, I wish that I wish that was the case. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nope. Can't dance a lick. Got no rhythm. It's funny because in those shows, I, I remember. People are really impressed that I remember the choreography, and you know we've had like Fifth Harmony come in and it's teach me the, the sledgehammer. <laughs> no, it, no, but here's the thing: I, I re- like these shoots happen very quickly, and it's not like this full process of learning this this choreographed dance. And I can pick it up, but I just I can't look not look horrendously awkward while doing it. And th- I guess that's the magic of the series. So check out so you know you can't dance starring me on uh, starring on me. YouTube. <laughs> don't you love that don't you love the self plug starring me the self promo is very strong 
we already we're already telling people to subscribe to us on iTunes and stuff like that. Might Hashtag as well tell people to go to. Might as well tell people to go to YouTube as well. All right, Keith. So T Wayne is in the top twenty. Jason Rulo is in the top ten. But we need to talk about a couple songs that are not there Boom. quite yet. They may be, you know, lurking right outside of the top 20. Maybe they're a little bit farther back, but they could be hits in no time. And that is why we call this segment Soon to Be Hits. All right, man, we got two great songs this week. I'm excited about both of these songs, actually. Okay. And I'm going to let you take it away with the first one. I'll handle the second one. Go, Keith, go. Hallelujah. I can talk about Panic at the Disco's new single, Hallelujah. I wish there was an exclamation point at the end of it, but there's not. Um, so it is the new song from Panic at the Disco. It is the first single from their upcoming fifth studio album. It debuts at number 40 on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. So it's already kind of a hit, um, but you know, we'll see if it moves up in the next few weeks. Here are my notes from when I listened to the track. <laughs> I always love doing this. Um, I say has a sort of let's get in the ring vibe. It's the beginning where it made me think of like a Rocky, like gonna fly now type dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 you know, sort of deal. Um, and I then like it, it segues into this kind of like raise the roof. Let's get like a sort of a gospel <laughs> type vibe to it. Um, it has a great lilt. Um, it's super catchy. It doesn't, it doesn't sort of waste a lot of time, uh, between the choruses. It really gets to the chorus and gets to the hook. Um, and I personally can't wait to hear dance remixes of this, of this song that really focus on the hallelujah, uh, chorus, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, so anyway, there is one of the soon to be hits, which is already kind of a hit from panic at the disco. Hallelujah. We should note that we should note that it is not a cover of the Leonard Cohen song. No, it is not a cover of the oft covered, uh, hallelujah that everyone is familiar with from many reality, uh, TV shows. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm glad that it's not. Yeah. Oh, me too. So the second soon to be hit this week is from Echo Smith. They were on the Pop Shop podcast a couple months ago talking about their top 20 hit, Cool Kids. And now they have a follow-up to that song. Bright moves number 70 to number 60 on this week's Hot 100. Slowly been creeping up. It is the follow-up to Cool Kids. And it is another song on Talking Dreams. And it's interesting because you, you figure that Echo Smith had this surprise hit with Cool Kids top 20 hit like i said and you you figure that they're the type of band that isn't necessarily a pop artist and you know cranking out top 40 hits that cross over but bright seems to be going that way it's it's got a, a really positive reaction and yeah i i i really like this song too i liked cool kids when it came out it, it's kind of a grower just like that song and we will see where it goes in the weeks to come but it's up to number 60 this week all right man that is it for Soon to Be Hits. All right, dude, before we get to Nathan Sykes on the Pop Shop Podcast, couple Sykes. couple quick <laughs> pop notes. Mariah Carey has a new single out. It is called Infinity, and it is a song from her new Greatest Hits compilation where she puts together all 18 number one hits she's had on the Hot 100. And... You know, we we talked about Mariah and her Vegas residency and his greatest hits album a couple weeks ago on the show, but I wanted to bring it up because I, I love this song. I was really surprised by how much I love this song. I, I, I haven't loved a Mariah song since maybe Hashtag Beautiful featuring Miguel, but and that was I'm all kind in on of, this one. And, that, and, that, and, and this song, it's, it's cooler to say that you like it more or like it as much just because this one is just a full-on Mariah song. Exactly. Whereas that was Miguel and Mariah 
combo platter. No, I like it too. Um, I, I think it has a very sort of, um, it's, it's very reminiscent of We Belong Together to mm-hmm. me because um, it has that kind of like rat-a-tat-tat, I'm going to list you off a lot of sort of um, um, pop culture sort of catchphrases. Not really pop culture catchphrases, but like sort of witty like moments as Mariah might call yeah. them. Like, you know, she refers to, you know, she, in, she involves the, the phrase Frito-Lay at some point and kind of like, it's, <laughs> I mean, basically the whole track is kind of like this, you know, quasi like sort of shade track to quasi shade. I love that. I mean, I mean, I guess it's just a full on shade track to, um, you know, a, a lover that has, that has, that they've broken up and it's basically like, you know, get out of my life. You know, it's kind of like a pack your bags, irreplaceable, type we belong together not not we belong together like we belong together but kind of like you know that kind of vibe that kind of essence sounds like we belong together but she's talking more like we don't to the left to the left and we want everything you yes everything you own in the box to the left there you go it's like we belong together across with irreplaceable in a way i like it and she just it, it just seems more playful than anything she's done in you know i i i didn't love the elusive chanteuse album and this just seems like she's she's back at it, and I, I like it. Check it out, Mariah Carey, Infinity. Also, like like Keith mentioned at the top of the show, you have not seen the Ghost Town video yet. No, but Lambert. now I know why Adam Lambert last week was saying when I asked him about the music video, and we didn't include this in the show. I asked him, I said, "Oh, the music video is coming. Is there anything we can say about it?" He's like, "Nope." I'm like, "Who directed?" He's like, "Can't tell you." I'm like, "But it's someone cool." He's like, "It's someone really cool." And then when we found out that his new video was directed by Hype Williams, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Yeah. It's very much like I wrote about it today on on Wednesday. It's very much reminiscent of like Chris Isaac Wicked Game. Oh. Like black and white close-ups looking very like emotional. Moody. And then but then also on on the chorus on like that whistle hook pulls back and it's a big dance party so it's uh it's it's very stylish very uh i i i, I co-signed the ghost town video it's very cool co-sign all right cool all right man we got to get to nathan sykes formerly of the wanted he stopped by the pop shop podcast uh last month he released a buzz track called more than you'll ever know which i i, I was a big fan of he has a new album a solo album his first ever coming later this year a new single coming soon and he worked with some some heavy hitters on this project, Babyface, Diane Warren, Harmony Samuels. And it was great to have Nathan in. He talked about both his solo career kind of moving forward from The Wanted. And he, he left the door open a little bit for a Wanted reunion. So, bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Here's Nathan Sykes stopping by the Pop Shop Podcast. Hey, girl, been thinking of you. We are here with Nathan Sykes. Thanks so much for stopping by the Pop Shop Podcast, man. My pleasure. Happy to, happy to have you in your first solo project. Have you been waiting for this time, this period of just kind of getting the wheels going, getting well, the wheels turning, I should say? Like the last year has been like very much locked away in a studio. Um, like the first six months of it was writing the album and then like the last six months is just making sure it sounds right it's all like produced up right and like we got all the live instruments on it we want and then like the mixing process is an amazing <laughs> moment Cause i've got like yeah. i've got like the most um detailed notes so like whenever people see notes from me they always go oh god here we go and it's like the g sharp and the bass line just that so you get really in the like, weeds yeah. it's like that needs to come up the tiniest little nudge just to get that little lift and yeah i i go in that's so funny. Yeah. 
So, I, I mean, what started this whole process of of this solo album? I, I know that it's been kind of a, a crazy couple of years for you. Yeah. I know you've been wanting to do solo stuff for a while. What actually finally made you go, okay, now is the time to start locking well, myself away in the studio? You know what? It's like when, when you're in a band, you're, you're very much focused on the band. So you don't really think about uh, doing anything else apart from the band. But um, I think when we announced that we're going on a break, um, I was just like, I'm just far too young to to stop doing what I love doing. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think 20 at the time when we announced it. Um, and yeah, I've, I've just turned 22, so it's it's been it's been a it's been a while. Uh, and I was just like, look, I'm a lot of people are still getting into the industry at this age. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't be leaving the industry at this age. <laughs> I was like, I'm mental. I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. So. Um, yeah, it's, I just got in the studio and just just tried to make an album that I've always dreamed of making. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with the result. When The Wanted went on a break, yeah, obviously a lot of people were both excited for your solo career and upset about The Wanted, you know, going on a break. Yeah. Did, was it kind of bittersweet for you as well? Because you guys had a couple of years of, of a lot of huge success. Yeah. It was the same sort of emotion, really, because yeah. obviously it's, it's like the end of one chapter and the start of another one, really. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it was a bit odd for a minute because kind of just looking around and kind of going, oh, okay, there's no one here now. It's like, okay. Um, and then at the same time, you're kind of like, you're in the studio and and you're not having to think of other people's voices yeah. to write for. Um, and then just kind of going, oh, do I have to keep within this sound to keep so-and-so happy and then to keep so-and-so happy and then to make it make sense so it's not too off like off brands of the yeah. wanted and but then i was just in a situation where i could now just create a whole new sound and a whole new brand and um it was basically just like a new artist project um which is kind of how i've been treating it um yeah which is just so exciting and we just went very much back to basics and just started all over so yeah it, it was a tiny bit bittersweet because obviously it's sad when when we did decide to take a break and and it was like it, it took a minute to kind of get in the right headspace um yeah. but then obviously when i started writing it was it was so exciting especially when i, I found the sound it was when i wrote more than you'll ever know i was like right okay yeah this this is it this is what i really really want to do and 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 then from there that the album was written so quickly how, how does it feel to be the first of of the five guys from and, and i assume you're you're still pretty close with the with the other guys yeah well i think like i'm not actually i i, I think i'm officially the second one to release because um like tom did something with a with a rapper in the UK. Tom did do something, yes. Yeah, but I feel like, uh, so the, like in terms of like one, but, uh, album and like, you know, because your, your album yeah. is coming, I feel like yours is going to be the first like official album Well, you know to what? Drop. They're all like, they're all very much interested in very different things. Like Max went into Glee. Um, That's true, yeah. Which is really cool for him. Um, and and like, I think Tom's very much interested in like the management side and like Jay's like, been traveling and Steve is doing his thing um so it's like everyone's got very different interests um and music has always been such a massive passion of mine and yeah and I think also they're like like a good five years older than me so I think 
like a few of them are looking to settle down as well. Um, so I'm just, I'm still, still got the energy to travel the world and, and work so incredibly hard. Um, so yeah, again, it's just all part of the excitement that I'm, I still feel like <laughs> just ready to. <laughs> that is, that is true game. because a lot, I, I feel like a lot of people didn't, uh, unless, you know, with a huge wanted fan yeah. that you were so much younger than these, yeah. these, these other guys. I mean, like you said, uh, when the wanted really started, it seemed like, uh, uh the majority of the group was in their mid twenties and, yeah. and it's, it's, it's understandable that people want to branch out and do different things while you yeah. as, as the youngest person are, like you said, you're just getting into this industry. Literally. You want to make something of yeah. it. Well, it's like, I'm like my age now is the same age. The guys were when they started the wanted. Yeah. Um, so if we, if you think about it like that, everyone's just like, I think everyone thinks I'm about 704. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's, it's really cool. Where to are go. they now? Do you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, I think it's kind of cool to say that I've kind of had a career as like before this if that makes by the age of 22 i've almost been through like a pop career yeah. once so it's incredible to say that i'm lucky enough to have have another one um that's yeah. like hopefully very very successful as well it seems so. like you're ready to be on the stage alone as well yeah. with with a backing band i assume yeah and and um yeah we, we're not holding back we go around with an eight-piece band and nice. And we very much like feel that that's the best way that the music can be represented because like, um, like the, it's, it's such a live feel on the album and there's lots of horns and like the BVs are very prominent on the album. So I was like, we need horns and BVs. It's like, yeah, yeah cool. It's an investment. So let's do it. It's like, why not? Because that's the best way that the music can be represented. Um, and what better way than having a incredibly talented talented people on stage with me at the same time well you have backing vocals do you are, are there guest collaborators in terms of other artists on this album um that is yet to be um, tvd confirmed right. um but no but um yeah we'll have to wait and see on that one All right. i think so I'm, I'm being a bit sly about that one that's fine that's fine yeah. <laughs> I mean, so um you know this it looks like your 2015 is kind of mapped out uh yeah. the, the album's coming in the fall i, I, I assume. yeah and the first single um is coming uh start of june Okay. Is, yeah. Really Perfect. Per Do you see yourself doing th this solo career like for years and years to come? Because uh, obviously people are always going to, because the wanted are on a quote unquote break, like people yeah. are always going to ask about that. But do you see the solo career as your main focus for a long stretch at least? I, I don't know. Uh, like I'm, I'm very much focused on this uh, and, and really hope that I'm lucky enough to be able to be in the music industry for, for the rest of my life. Um, and there are artists over time that do have that like ability to be able to like have such a long career. Um, yeah. And I really hope I can join um, that group of people and say that I'm one of the lucky few that get to do that. Um, just based on the fact that I love music so much and I'm not sure what I'd do without it. Yeah. Um, whether that be as a soloist or potentially at some point getting um, back with a band is... Um, Obviously, we we don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But at the moment, I'm very much focused on um, being a soloist and, and very much this album in front of me. Very cool, man. Well, I can't wait to hear more. Thanks again to Nathan Sykes for stopping by. And like I said, at the top of that, he has a new single coming out pretty soon. We'll see about that. In, in the meantime, check out more than you'll ever know. And Keith, we were, we were talking before the show about 
our favorite Nathan Sykes moment in The Wanted, and it, I think we can both agree that I found you his his that The Wanted single, where Nathan has that huge. I huge. said people. They're all <laughs> looking for some. I don't know what the next word is. When he when they performed that on the American Music Awards, yeah, it was awesome. It was so freaking awesome. Like his solo was just like, wow, that little four foot eight boy has that big voice inside him. <laughs> I know he's taller than that, but he's just this little thing. And then he comes out with like, a big voice, huge I know. voice. It's I, I so just funny. I just think he has such a great voice, and I I'm, I I hope for the best for this album. It's funny. It's funny because. I found you was like not a hit at all, but I I really really like that song. It and been. then <laughs> it really should have been. And then they kind of went a different direction, and you know, the wanted is no more as of right now. But yeah. thanks again to Nathan for stopping by. Keith, are you ready for your char stat of the week? Okay, so Jason's probably gonna be thrilled that I am not going into the far, far archives for this week's Chart Stat of the Week. It is a fairly recent Chart Stat of the Week. In fact, it only happened in 2011. Oh. Oh. See, it's not even like when we... Back when I was four years old. Back 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 when you were three. So this week in 2011, Rihanna hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with S&M. Uh, it was her, at the time, her 10th number one single. God, that's just, it's sort of staggering how many number ones Rihanna has had. She's had 13 in total now, by the way. Um, but at the time, that was her 10th number one. And it, it hit number one thanks to a lot of help from Britney Spears. Uh, because the week that SM charged to number one was the same week that they released a new a remix r-i-h dash mix <laughs> that's what was it was hoping, called i was hoping that you spelled it out i was that's... silently hoping that you spelled it out and, and then you, and then you vocally <laughs> hoped yes. it out loud um but that's what they called it it was a, a remix uh featuring britney spears um adding uh, a couple like a verse a new verse and she um uh, sang the chorus uh to snm and that goosed sales a whole heck of a lot that week the song spent one week at number one and then uh moved away from the number one spot. Um, and because that particular week, the overwhelming number of chart points were owed to the remix with Britney, Britney actually gets credit for that number one single. It counts as one of her number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100, in, in case you chart geeks out there were wondering. Yes, that counts as one of Britney Spears' number one oh. singles. Um, as an aside, and this is kind of another reason why I talked about it, I had the amazing... Uh, I can't even... I believe that I was able to see this, but I, in 2011, Britney Spears and Rihanna opened the Billboard Music Awards in Vegas with the one and only performance that they've done together live of SNM. And I saw the final dress rehearsal of their performance. And I'm sitting there in the audience, and there's only like, you know, you know, I don't know, a couple dozen people in the audience because we're all just like crew watching. And out pops Britney. I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually watching Britney Spears and Rihanna right now. Like, I cannot believe this. This is just freaking amazing. The star Um, power. It was just nuts. And I just felt so proud uh, of of Billboard as the brand, like just the history that we have, that we were able to make such an amazing show like the 2011 Billboard Music Awards happen. And I'm so happy that I get to go back again this year to the 2015 Billboard Music Awards. Oh, amazing, man. 
Well, again, 2015 Billboard Music Awards, May 17th on ABC. And we're going to be talking about... I, I hear Britney Spears has a new song coming out yeah, I've heard I've heard she has a new song she and and I think she's I think she's performing it on the billboard music Awards. I don't know maybe uh, yeah I think I think you might be right anyway Keith thank you for your charts out of the week all right man that is going to do it for us here at the pop shop podcast thanks again to all those who uh we, we got some really kind words about last last week's we show did. we actually got a tremendous Number, like, and not just from Adam, and not just from Adam Lambert fans, but from all fa- all fans of the show. We really do appreciate your feedback. Again, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never miss one. And we'll be talking about that song that I was hinting at, Britney Spears' Iggy Azalea, "Pretty Girls." It comes out May fifth. We'll be talking about it a whole heck of a lot on next week's show, I'm sure. Keith, do you have any parting words? Uh, na 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 na. No, I don't. <laughs> I guess we're going out on S and M. I guess we are. Let's do it. Thanks for listening and take care. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.